Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks, as we continue our study in the book of Philippians. And as always, we're honored to have Stephanie Wesco with us. How are you today, Stephanie? Um, Boy, that's a loaded question today, but I'm going to say I'm doing great. Oh, praise God. And great. We're back to great. The big three. Awesome, great, and good. You know, know, just be glad you got a good answer out of me today. So, folks, we're going to let you in on the inside joke. As as always, we just tell you everything. We we try not to hold anything back. We, sometimes we even use names and places. But we just want to let you know that this next verse, and Stephanie and I just prayed about it and talked about, is a very hard verse for Stephanie. You're going to hear her uh, give a lot of her heart and what she went through. And, uh, I mean, she wrote a book entitled To Die His Gain, uh, Finding Abundant Life and Death. And, and folks, we all know that was uh, her dear husband, Charles, went home to be with the Lord as a, a missionary martyr, one of the great martyrs of uh, my lifetime, probably the only martyr of my lifetime that I would know his family personally. And uh, just in the same sense of Jim Elliott, just men and women who are willing to give all and just step out for God. They they don't care what people think. And, uh, you know, Charles Wesco didn't care what people thought. He didn't care if he was in a little bit of danger. He, he didn't care if Cameroon was in uh, South Bend, Indiana. He he didn't care about that. He cared about serving God. And I, and I think that's what this verse is all about. This is about, our life's about serving God. I know many of you listening today. I know many of you going through the things we're going through. I know many of you who are in that place today are saying to yourself that, uh, um, you know, how does this all pertain to me? Listen, folks, it's it's about trusting God enough to live for him, to live for Christ. And if you do that, man, a lot of these things we're going through, friends, listen, a lot of these things you're going through will be different. They'll change. Uh, they'll be better. They'll they'll bring you to a good place. And, and, and boy, you can trust them. And so here we are in the Bible in verse number 21, Stephanie, and it says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And, you know, we usually don't pray or seem like we're preaching or anything on this podcast, but I'm going to say a special prayer online today. And not only do we pray ahead of time, but dear God, would you help us as we just that we can grasp the significance of this verse, that we can understand how we can put it to work in our lives and and, and, and our testimonies and, and our service to you, God, would you help us with this? And Lord, to know that to, uh, to live is you and, and to die is, is a gain. Boy, we need that in our lives today. Would you help us, dear Lord, please? And wrap your arms around Stephanie and help us, Lord, those people who are listening today. We love you in Christ's name. And I I got this poem, Stephanie, and I got a couple little poems I'm going to read. Then I'm going to ask you some questions here. But the first one says, my days are in yellow leaf. The flowers and fruits of love are gone. The worm, the canker, and the grief are mine alone. This other one says, pleasures are like poppy seeds are like poppy spread. You seize the flower and bloom is shed. Or like the snow falls in the river, a moment white then melts forever. And we think about life and, and you know, Stephanie, life is just a moment in the whole scheme of things. Our life is nothing. We got all eternity that we're either going to spend with God or spend in hell. And so Stephanie, as I read, first thing that comes to your mind, it's all yours, 
when you read that verse, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. I know that's loaded, but what's coming to your mind? Well, um, this verse has a lot of history that actually goes, um, stems from before we even went to Cameroon. Um, in 2013, the Lord took Charles and I through um, a breaking process where um, things we had prayed about and ways we had talked about potentially seeing God work and ways we thought perhaps he would have us serve. We watched those dreams go from being a dream to a nightmare and go from being something we prayed about to something we knew very clearly was not God's will. Yeah. And through that process of surrender, and honestly, part of it was very easy because God made it so clear um, that, that that situation we had prayed about was not his will that was the easiest part of it. The yeah. hardest part was going through um, the betrayal process. Mm. But in the midst of that trial, Charles had been preaching through Philippians. Mm. And um, yeah. Friends, this, so is, this is raw, friends. This is raw. So just, just hang with us. Go ahead, Stephanie. Take your time. So the last message... Charles ever preached out of Philippians was this verse. Mm. Wow. And I remember as I sat listening to him preach and knowing how many days of fasting and prayer had gone into him preaching that last message um, in 2013. And I remember listening to him pour his heart out to the people he loved and challenging them who they were going to live for. Mm. And God in those coming days took us through a breaking process. The breaking process continued. But as he went through that breaking process, he made, he helped us to understand and really realize that living for him meant dying. And at that point, it didn't include physical death for us, but it meant dying to ambitions, to dreams, to hopes, to things that were very good, things that were godly, things that we we could see as being God's will, but things that God didn't allow to happen. And that was okay because... God taught us so much of who he was Mm. and where our priorities had to be in the end. And I remember Charles specifically saying in that last message, surrender to God, go where he wants you to go, do what he wants you to do. Don't make him push you out through a spaghetti strainer. And just picturing, you know, if you picture, if you have noodles and a spaghetti strainer and you know you're trying to clean out that you're pushing all the excess out of the noodles that won't leave that that spaghetti strainer they won't just flow out and be used they stick they won't let go and you have to clean that spaghetti strainer out and picture yourself as that noodle that won't leave that spaghetti strainer and you know you're you're getting scrubbed out through those holes 
Wow. And that image never left my mind because I fear for some people that God may have to push out through a spaghetti, through those holes. But Charles led by example and was willing to be dumped out of the spaghetti strainer and just was willing to go where God said to go. Yeah. And so during those coming years, we went through um, deputation. You know, we went through a, a lot of breaking processes, a lot of healing. And um, and then as we, as we went to Cameroon as missionaries, um, as we went through deputation, Charles' life became in even more ways to live as Christ. Yeah. And um, there was a joy, there was a fulfillment that just made me rejoice for him because he was so happy on deputation and he loved, I remember when deputation came to an end, he was like, I'm so excited we're done because we get to go to Cameroon now, but he's like, I've loved this. And he never would have dreamed that that was the end of his earthly ministry. Wow. But he loved it. I mean, there was, he had so much joy and fulfillment through deputation and getting, you know, he loved young people. He loved children and um, he loved being able to just invest. And um, I remember throughout all of deputation, he would say, if God can use us to call others to go. Yeah. And so we went through deputation and we got closer to the end. And now looking back, I really believe God had prepared Charles to die. Um, There was many, many things that last summer um, he said to me, looking back, that I firmly believe God, in some sense, has given him a knowledge um, or just a sense. You know, he was spirit led and he knew. I truly believe that somehow he knew he was going to die in the mission field. And so. And I'm not saying he was, that made us foolish to go. I'm not saying he was unwise. I know my husband was in tune with God and we made the decision together um, that that's what God wanted us to do. But Charles, Charles' life first was for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And, you know, if you're not willing to die um, to this world, if you're not willing to die to even good things. You know, Jesus said, he that loveth father or mother or brothers or sisters or lands or wives or children. There's a list. There's several, several of the gospels list that yeah. list that, um, very, very sobering statement by Jesus of, if you love any of these things more than me, you're not worthy of me. You cannot be my disciple. And you know, there's, and if you're, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, so if you don't come to the point of dying to those things first, you're never going to come to the point of being willing to die physically. Yeah. And Charles had come to that point. And I remember him saying from the time we got married to me, he said, I love you with all my heart, but I love Jesus first. And I, I loved that. I loved the fact that even though I knew he loved me, I knew he loved his savior most of all. He got it. And he got it. That's what, yes, I think that's, I mean, I, I would think any wife would be thrilled for that because if, if you're, if you know your husband's in tune with God that way, then, then it's okay. You know, when you go through life's trials, if you know, that's the preface for life, 
it makes those trials easier. And so um, as we got close to leaving for Cameroon, um, I did sense an urgency in Charles to be prepared. Um, And um, different realms that, I mean, there was one time he made a statement to me, if something happens to me, I want you to do such and such. And I got very angry with him and was like, I cannot believe you would say that. And he's like, I'm serious. And at the time I was just like, this guy's off his rocker. Um, but it was a very much a comfort to me after he died to think back and know that God had, I believe, led him to say that. So um, he was very much preparing. He was being very responsible as yeah. we prepared to go to the mission, mission field. And um, so we got, to the, we got to Cameroon, you know, and obviously everyone knows what happened after we got to Cameroon. But in those, in those 12 days we had, you know, we had, we had the time of our lives. If I can put that in a, in a good spiritual sense, yeah. um, they were the happiest days of our life. But Charles had said right before we left to Cameroon to our kids that. <sighs> yeah. 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 It's okay. He would have no greater joy. Yeah. I know than to give his more. life. Yeah. For Jesus. Yeah, amen. Amen. And I'm so thankful that my kids they will always that. have that treasured memory yeah. that their dad their dad's greatest joy was fulfilled. And yeah. as now as I have kids now, my boys, you know, my oldest wants to be a preacher. Yeah. And my second oldest wants to serve God. And my fourth wants to still be a missionary to a country that I'm going, Hudson, what's wrong with you that you want to go there? Well, you named them Hudson like Taylor. This. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I think, I think as I see God's grace shown in my kids' lives and see how their dad living out Philippians 121 has influenced them, it gives me no greater joy than to know that God's word is still true. And to yeah. know that Christ can be magnified in ways that may be bigger than Charles could have ever dreamed or imagined because he was willing to yeah. lay that example of that Paul laid, that same example of for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. He got it. He, you know, and there's a dichotomy there, really, if you think about it, you know, yes. for, for the average person to look at this and say, you know, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. It's two completely different things, but Charles got it, and he's he's teaching us. He though he's not with us, he's teaching us today that that there's you got to get this, and you, you got to get that every day of my life. I'm going to live for Christ every single day, and when I die, you know, I had an old Bible professor who used to say, you know, dying's easy, it's living, and Charles knew yes. how to live, and uh, it's not easy for us. And please, I'm not trying to make that bad. But the point we need to get from Charles here is he knew how to live. He knew how to live. And so many of us are stuck. So many of us are in this funk and so many of us are in this place. And, 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 you know, I think Charles is speaking to us, Stephanie. He, he knew how to live. Yeah. He deputation was real to you guys. It was, he had a good time. It was hard for, you know, I know missionaries who do deputation and it's like, uh, it's like somebody's taking an ice pick and sticking it in their ear. You know? <laughs> but 
I mean, if you get to serve God and get this, and friends, if if we can get this, I think we can do better in our lives. I, I know we're applying this to those of you with hurting hearts, with PTSD, but listen, if you get anything, get this, for you to live as Christ, live for Christ. Man, Charles got that, Paul got that, the Apostle Paul got that, and, and, and God inspired him to write that down, and it was real to Charles. It was real to Stephanie. Yeah. And so now we come to that place, that real hard place, Stephanie, with um, just a few minutes left. To die is gain. Now, how has how has Charles' terrible death? And I get this. And and folks, don't don't ever downplay losing somebody. I don't care if they're a hundred or ten, ten minutes old. It's real. It's hard. But how has Charles' death been gained? Well, and what? And first of all, um, the Lord has become more real to me than ever before, and. That's the greatest gift yeah. for me that has come out of it is knowing Jesus in his strength becomes real in ways greater than you even can imagine. His joy becomes real in ways you can't even imagine. And I think the great one of the greatest ways that the Lord has given me joy is the fact of realizing that God can glorify himself and magnify himself and self and bring beauty out of ashes in ways that I never could have even dreamed. Yeah. And quite honestly, being involved in a in a wounded spirits PTSD ministry, that thought had never crossed the smallest part of my brain. Yeah. Ever. And um I mean I loved to help people. I love you know, that that was already I that was already something I loved to do, obviously. I mean I had all these plans. I wanted to start an orphanage in Cameroon and I mean, I wanted to adopt, but Charles was like, I don't think that would probably be the best way to go about this. Let's do an orphanage instead. So anyways, I mean, there was things like that I wanted to do, but the ministry I'm in now, I mean, I was terrified before of writing. I was terrified of speaking. I was terrified of, um, virtually yeah. everything I do now and there's still days I'm terrified of it and uh then yeah. a certain person tells me you can do this and God tells me I'll give you the strength and and I think there's a there's that living by faith that I get to see every day now that's that moment by moment dependence on Jesus makes life yeah. fun and exciting in all new ways and um you know, it's still, I still don't. Yeah. I, get I don't it. get why my three-year-old will never know her dad. Well, she'll know her dad, just not on this side of heaven. Right, right. But there's, you know what I'm saying? There's things yeah. like that that, I know. that I are know. real. And but, the best little girl in history of the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also know my three-year-old talks to Jesus a lot. Yeah. And um, I know that I'm seeing God do things in my children's lives that, you know, God's best isn't always, doesn't always have that outward appearance of what our best would look like. And yet either I choose to trust God's way is good and perfect or it's not. And, you know, there's times when my kids say, mom, what about this realm of life? You know, why can't this happen? And 
we we learn to go before Jesus together and we learn to look to him and then I I get to talk to ladies and they say why such and such have to be this way and we can cry together and we can pray together and there's times I wish I didn't have to say I know that really hurts because I don't really want to know how much that hurts and yet that's what Jesus does for me all Amen. the time. He, he's always yeah. acquainted with my grief, yeah. and he's put me here to be his hands and feet. Yeah. And so if that means that I deal with pain for others the way Jesus has dealt with pain for me, yeah. then that's a privilege, and that's God bringing good out of evil. And that's God. You know, Joseph went through so much, and yet in the end, because he chose to keep his eyes on the Lord and chose to be a vessel God could use, still today we're influenced by him and so i don't know this this verse still you know it's still wrong there's that yeah well i'm saying i still feel like we get to live it in the sense of there's that principle of dying daily paul said i die daily and there's realms of life i still have to choose to die daily too or i would curl up at the ball on the couch or dig a hole and bury myself yeah but Jesus becomes real and he becomes the one who gives you that hope and that strength. And, you know, we don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was, but I I remember I joked with you the other day, I'm like, well, maybe PTSD was Paul's thorn in the flesh that he begged God to take away. Yeah. And whatever it was, God said, my grace is sufficient for thee and my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul said, most gladly, therefore, well, I glory in my infirmities, yeah, yeah. that the power of Christ may dwell, you know, may, I, now I'm going to butcher the verse, but you know, Paul was glad that he got to bear that infirmity and go through that if it could make Christ be magnified. Yeah. And so that's where I guess now, as I look back over what, 19, 20 months, when I see what God is doing, the pain is still there. You know, the rawness of this verse is very much still there. But we have found abundant life yeah. through death. Yeah. And we have seen yeah. God do exceedingly abundantly above all we could have asked or thought. And so because of that, we can say praise the Lord. Praise him. Yeah. Right there, folks. That's what this all is about. And in closing, as we look at this, this is what it's all about right here. For me to live is Christ. So for you to live, make it about Christ. Make it about serving God. Make it about being a good place. Whatever deputation was terrible, but Charles said, you know what? I love that. And that's the way our life should be. Whatever you're going through, whatever's bad today, those bad places you're at, those terrible things you're at, make it about living for Christ. And folks, when you live for Christ, when you die, it's gain. We could spend all day talking about the gain that Charles Wesco has left in this world. And we thank God for that. We thank God that his death was not in vain. And listen, folks, we know some of you are going through it today that you're listening to us. And some of you are going through trials and things of that nature. Feel free to contact us on Help the Wounded Spirits and uh, write us on our personal Facebook pages. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to help you out. It's just a great honor to come into your earways and to share this time with you and and uh, know that we're praying for you. And if you would, please lift up a prayer for us and uh, may God bless you. Hey, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.